Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, Roberto, and of course, this is the Black Hand 2.2. Coming live and direct from Kansas City, Missouri, my hometown. Hope everybody's having a good weekend so far. Mine's is okay. And um, figured I would get on here since I didn't do one last night due to the fact that I had a lot of stuff on my head. And not to bore you with the details, but it's about, you know, family strife, of course. As you all know, and I've said many times, my mother passed away in 2020 at the age of 84. Since that time, my family was what's left behind has imploded to the point where threats are made, no one's speaking to anybody, and um, it's a whole bunch of other stuff. And I find myself at a point where even though I am not on the good side or the bad side or whatever side it is, I'm still in the middle of it. So you have to understand though, ladies and gentlemen, I was uh, dealing with my own thing at the time, which was COVID. And for a very, very brief hot second, I didn't think I was actually going to fucking make it. And telling for the doctor what she told my wife, I shouldn't have. But all this time when I was in the hospital fighting to stay alive, my family was being dissected and destroyed. And not a damn thing I could do about it. So me and my wife today were talking about, about good old days. I have a few good old days with my family. And the one thing that stood out to me, I actually have four very extremely good moments with my siblings, my mother, and my family as a whole. First one was Christmas of 1983. It will go down for me at least as the greatest Christmas I've ever had. Probably because we didn't have one about two and a half years before it we were homeless and uh, we were living from house to house with friends and family some of the family didn't want us there and then some of the friends treated us like shit but we digressed and my mother you know couldn't find work she had four kids they had to worry about and so on and so forth being it was the 1980s you know, it was pretty goddamn hard. My old man wasn't around for a very long time. And, like I said, we were homeless. We were one house away, one homeless house away from being living in our fucking car. I'll put it like that. So that year, we got an apartment. My mother got a house. We got furniture, we got everything. And... We had a roof over our heads. And at the time, that's all that really, really mattered. But that following December, my mother went all the fuck out buying presents for me, my brother, and my two sisters. To the point where we had our own section of the house with all of our toys. We come down the stairs and everybody had their section of the house. Everybody had their toys that she bought for us. 
and we screamed and we yelled and we like, oh my God, and stuff like that. And you can see my mother's face light up like a fucking Christmas tree that year. We had took a picture of me, my brother and my sisters, and a friend of my mother's, and uh, my older sister was the one that took the picture. We were all kids, of course. And um, I have not had another Christmas of that magnitude since then. It's a memory that I will have with me for the rest of my life. I, you know, I will be 100 years old and have Alzheimer's, and I will remember that one. Not wishing it on myself, but hey, you never know. The second one was when my father returned from a five-year hiatus. Him and my mom never got divorced. They were separated. Tell you the truth, I think they were separated longer than they were married, but either way. And for five years, we did not hear from him. We didn't get no call from him. Nothing from my father. For all central purposes, we all thought he was dead. My mother, pretty much thought he was dead because no one actually ever you know doesn't go that long without calling his kids without being some kind of hospital or dead already but on my sister my baby sister's birthday February of 1987 my older sister came over to our house and told us that my father had gotten in touch with her. And we were like, what the hell? <laughs> we were like, holy shit, dad got in touch with somebody. And then to add in to add, you know, to that story, my mother got postcards from my father. And it was it was addressed to each and every one of us. And we were reading them and saying that, you know, I can't wait to see you guys again. I missed you. I love you and everything else. There's another part of that story, but I'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, so he told my older sister to tell us that he was going to call the night of my sister's birthday party. And me and my sisters and brothers, all, my brother and my sister sat around thinking, what is it going to sound like? What does he look like now? It's been five years, so he's got to change some kind of damn way. And um, he did. So, nighttime came, all the kids were over for my sister's birthday. And the phone rings. And um, if I can remember right, I think my sister, my second older sister, answered the phone. It was my father. So we took, we went all the way up upstairs in our room, and we sat around this phone, and uh, had him on speaker. He sounded different. He sounded like he was country as hell. But my dad was born in South Carolina, so maybe the Carolina was all the way in now. I don't know. But he asked us all these questions like how we were doing, and, you know, have we missed him, and stuff like that. And, you know, we didn't know what to say to him. I mean, we didn't see the man for five damn years. And it shocked all of us, you know, because we really thought and came to the terms that me and my old man was not around any damn more until he was. See, my dad was a truck driver. 
semi-driver. Did it over 50 years, and he was very good at his job. So, you know, we knew that if he was still alive, he was probably still driving the semis, and he was. So he told my mother that May of 1987, he would come to town to see us. Oh my God. <laughs> we, uh, we, we, just, we were scared to death. And, and this is our father, okay? We have had, my mom told us stories after stories and, you know, told us that he didn't love us no more and everything else. And it was a crazy damn six damn months. It was crazy. So when the day finally came and he came into town, of course, he was driving a semi. My mother, who was a smoker, decided to go to the store. Me and my brother went with her because we were like nervous as hell too. And we went to go get her cigarettes. She ended up getting three packs, if that gives you any indication. We're driving back and we lived on a hill so we could see everything up this, up this hill. And it was a semi in front of our apartment building. And we all knew that was him. We got the car, we looked at the semi. It was black and gold, it was a Kenworth, beautiful truck. And um, we walked inside. And here's my old man sitting on the couch talking to my older sister and my two other sisters. He hugged me, he hugged my brother, hugged my mom. And from the, that point on, you know, some other shit happened. But that was a very, very extremely crazy but good moment for me. And last but not least, <laughs> my graduation. Come June the 4th of this of this year, I've been out of school 28 years. I graduated June 4th of 1995. Now my dad was only at one of our one of my siblings' graduation. That was my older sister. That was in 81. He didn't come to my, my brother's. I missed my brother's graduation because of my father. I didn't. I was at my older, second older sister's wedding or graduation. Sorry. And um, mine came up. So I broke with tradition. I knew my dad would probably come up with some kind of excuse not to be at my graduation. But I decided to give him an excuse myself. So I wrote him, and I told him that he did not have to come to my graduation because I didn't want him there. I said that he told me years ago that I was not going to graduate from high school. He told me that to my face. And I told him and my stepmother that when I did graduate, they would not be there to sit. They laughed. So I put that in the letter. And I put a lot of other stuff in the letter, stuff that I can't even remember now because it's been 28 fucking years. And I sent it to him one week before I graduated. So I was out with my brother, you know, 
trying to find clothes to wear after my graduation because I was damn sure not going to wear my, my cap and gown everywhere or my suit for that matter. I come in the house, my mom was like, and she called me about my nickname. And uh, she's like, did you send your dad a damn letter to saying that you he was not invited to your wedding, your uh, graduation? And all these other types. So I was like, yes, yes, I did. Why the hell did you do that for? I said, sure, why not? He wasn't going to be there anyway. And she, like, he was sitting on the phone crying and everything. Not to say I was, I was trying to make my dad cry, but he did. And uh, I graduated. And um, we didn't talk for about three years. I mean, we talked, but we was kind of like, hey, how you doing? I'm fine, how are you? That's it. <laughs> On that day, I was actually, I felt liberated because someone told me that I was not going to do something. My father told me I was not going to graduate, but I did. And he was not there to see it because of me, not because of him. After he got cancer, lung cancer, I regretted it. I mean, at the time, it was, you know, a very big moment for me and a happy moment. But after he got lung cancer and he got bad, and, you know, I felt bad about it. I still feel bad about it to this very day. But the thing about what I'm getting at, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, my family and has a lot of history. Bad history, good history, in between. All families have them. And um, this, the death of my mother was a death blow to the rest of my family. We are, they don't communicate with each other no more. One side's mad at the other side. One side accuses the other side of doing something and back and forth. And it's been a whole year since my mother's passing. Actually, two now. And they still are fighting each other and not talking to each other like it happened yesterday. We always said that we were going to be doing what we were going to be doing when my mom or my parents passed. I was going to be the one that was always crying and my sister and my older brother would be the ones that were doing everything and you know, one would be hysterical, one would be calm, one would do not do anything. We always said that same shit over and over again for years. And then my mother passed. And from that point, I mean, my mother was at my sister's house when she passed away. In the next damn room was her body. And in the front room of her house, they were arguing. I know my mother right now is looking down here and asking herself, what the hell happened here? Why in the hell are they acting like this toward each other? My mother's probably done 3,000 fucking backflips in her goddamn grave because of the stuff that's going on with my family right now. She is probably cussing up a storm in heaven. My dad, too. 
My dad's probably like, God damn it, y'all fucking family. I ain't supposed to be doing this. I agree. But what can you do? Not much. And then you have myself. Like I said, I was not in the middle of their feud. I was in the hospital. So I missed the entire fallout of my mother's passing. But you would think that me being in hospital with COVID-19, which at the time was the most, well, actually still is, the deadliest virus that anybody has ever seen, and people were dropping dead left and fucking right. I could have been one of those people that died. And not even that could bring them out of their hatred for each other. It's a sad thing. It really is. And every so often I find myself feeling alone. I mean, I'm, I told my wife today, I, I'm still I'm still breathing. You never get over a parent's death, especially if you're really close to them. No one does. You think about them every day. Everything you do and everything you think about is about them. I do that every single day. I get in my damn pickup truck, thinking my father. When I drive my, you know, driving around with my wife, I see places I used to hang out with my mom. You can't get away from it. People can say, well, you need to just get over this in the past. No. Hell no. You never get over that. You can mourn from now on. My mother, as an example, she mourned my uncle who died in 1999 to the day she died. So that just tells you, you never get over it. Whether it be a sibling or a parent, if you're close to them, it's going to fucking hurt. But for me and my family, my mother was a death blow. No one on either side of my siblings has talked to each other. And if they do, it's always threatening and always accusing and it's always something else. Now, I talk to all of them and they all talk to me. They just don't talk to each other. And it's the worst fucking thing to do after a parent passes away. You're supposed to come together. You're supposed to be on the same fucking page. You're supposed to be there for them and them for you. You're supposed to cry. You're supposed to laugh. You're supposed to think about stuff that happened when they were here. All types of shit. And for one solid year, none of that shit happened. For one damn year, there has been silence. For one solid year, there has been nothing. And even though my siblings live right here in town, right here in Kansas City and in Blue Springs. And I know every 
where they are. I have not talked to them at all. Period. And I haven't done any damn thing. I almost fucking died. And that still was not enough. And I feel alone. I feel that I failed my parents in some shape, form, or fashion. And I feel that if I even bring it up to any of them, they will shut me down before I can get it out of my damn mouth. See, I'm used to not having people listen to what I have to say. Been like that for years. You get used to it after long periods of time. So for me to say anything, it would not be heard before I can get it out of my, out my mouth. It would be a waste of fucking breath. And um, anytime I visit my mother's grave, I tell her I'm sorry. I'm so damn sorry, Mom. I am. God knows I am. And it's, um, it's good to hold on to stuff that, you know, that was good at the time. Because nothing is good right now. To think about stuff from your past is a good thing. Because it'll never happen again. Now, um, I know people out in the world have their spats with their siblings and their parents and whatever. And uh, it happens every day. (laughs) But for me, if I can just hear my mother's voice or my father's voice just one last time, I will be satisfied. Because neither one of them here to talk to them to any of my siblings and I know that it hurts their heart to look down and see us all scattered like the fucking wind because it hurts me too and even though I'm glad I'm still here. And even though I um, haven't thought about it in a very extremely long time, I thought to myself that now that I know how my siblings are, how they're treating each other and everything, I would have died in that hospital. I wish I would have just passed on so I could be with my mother and my father. The only thing that would hurt is me leaving my wife and my daughter and friends but I should have died in that hospital. 
then again, if I would have, it'll be something else they can argue about. We all we, we did the polar opposite of what you're supposed to do when someone like your parents pass away. We went the total fucking opposite of that. I had an aunt, I had two aunts passed away just recently. And um, I don't know how their families are doing. But my family, my immediate family, is no more. It's dead. Gone. It's very hard for me to say that because they're all still fucking here. And I find myself always in the middle of stuff. (laughs) Don't want to be, but I am. So it's, um, it's been heavy on my head. I have nobody to go to to you know think about all the good times that you know my family had well, both my parents were here or talk about some of the stuff they did while they were here all the stuff my dad did my mom did both of them together and apart I still have my my stepmother. I still talk to, you. and uh, I'm the only one. But still not the same. So basically, in a nutshell, as I said before, when my mother passed away, so did my family. We were buried with her in spirit. Here we are, almost two years later. It'll be two years in December. And not a damn one of them had a nice thing to say to each other. Period. My brother's getting death threats. My two sisters are, you know, calling out my older sister. My older sister's calling out my two other sisters. It's like a really extremely badass tennis match. I guess I'm the ball. Back and forth, back and forth. They may say something completely derogatory toward each other or don't say anything at all. And my thing is this. The next time, maybe, that we will all be in the same room together is when one of us will be dead. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, if I would have died of COVID-19 in 2020, this little rift that they got going on, it would get bigger because I'm not here. Hell, I'm here and it still didn't make a damn difference. And it bothers me. 
lives because I am not a selfish person by no means I am not a person that you know does stuff to get some people's attention but you would think that your baby brother is in a hospital suffering from a from a virus that has killed at the time 20 or 30,000 people people just dropping dead left and right you can't talk to me I can't talk to you I got tubes up my nose my bird breathing in industrial strength oxygen so my damn lungs won't fucking collapse losing weight growing my hair out mad that I cannot be at my mother's fucking funeral to say my goodbyes properly that that would jar them to stop fucking fighting and it didn't period their hatred for each other is so goddamn strong that not even me almost dying could jar them out of it so I guess that's that was a death blow But if you have, um, if you still have all your, both your parents, you have your, you know, your mom and your dad, they're still together, they talk, they talk to you, you get to come over to their house and talk about problems or having good times and everything, you count yourself lucky. If you have your brothers and sisters that you get along with, and you get along with their families and their kids and everything, count yourself lucky and if you guys if your family loses one or both of your parents don't bicker about it don't fight about it you all sit your asses down and you talk about it some of the shit you may not agree with some you may do but work the shit out and even with that count yourself lucky because I cannot do that now I don't have neither one of my parents now my family is fucking dead now We are, my family is a bunch of fucking zombies just walking around. Staying at each other's fucking path. Like they fucking hurricanes or some shit. So if you still talk to your siblings. And they talk to you and they talk to each other. Count yourself fucking lucky. Because I don't have that anymore.
a um it's a um it's, it, it as you probably can tell it it bothers me it really does to know that I can't call any of them to come together for even a fucking second to put away their damn differences and every damn thing else sad and I could hear my mother and my father screaming and yelling and burning my damn ears off asking what in the hell is going on down here why in the hell are you guys acting like this for and I have no damn answer none I wish I did but I don't and to tell you the truth even if I had an answer they're not going to listen to it because it came from me. So it's a dead issue. But, ladies and gentlemen, just try to get along with your your family because in the long run, that's the only one that's you're, that's going to have your back, whether they hate you or not. that you have yours because I don't anymore I have sisters I have brothers and I love all of them but family wise we got buried with our mother and that's where it is and with that that'll be my word for tonight so with that being said, this is your boy Roberto for the Black Can 2.2. Please join me next time when I talk about something you may or may not like. And I will see you guys down the road. Good night, America, wherever you are. And if you have all your family together, count yourself lucky. Have a nice weekend. Peace.